Hello and welcome to the Eminem podcast. I'm Emma and I'm here with me. Oh no. <laughs> with who? Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't decide if to say busy on me and then I decided to go for both. Can we start again? <laughs> I might have to keep that in there. Okay. No. Hello and welcome to the Eminem podcast. It is me, Emma, and I'm here today with Mizzy. Mizzy. <laughs> Oh my god, cracked me right up. So, today we're going to chat about um, basically like cancel culture and performative activism because I feel like it's very topical right now with everything that has been going on and is an interesting topic and also we might get cancelled for talking about it. So, (laughs) let's see. Um, But before, let's have a little catch-up, shall we? Mizzy. Obviously, me and Mizzy love all things film, yes. TV, etc. What have you been watching, Mizzy? Anything good to share? I've been watching this TV show called Mrs. America, which you've been watching as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Right? I actually watched the first two and haven't watched any more, even though I really liked it. Oh. That sounds like something I would do. Um. <laughs> well, watch the rest because incredible. Like, chills the whole time. It's this is, I'm actually <laughs> speechless, which is not good for a podcast. But um, Kate Blanchett is the lead actress in it, and incredible. Yeah, Just, I think she got nominated for an Emmy actually for it. But yeah, so it's about um, the second wave feminism in the 1970s. So mm. it's also very cool outfits all that kind of thing <laughs> we <laughs> love the that's style what you care about, but you know <laughs> and the um, movement obviously yeah. <laughs> but it's it's actually interesting though given like a lot of the activism stuff that's going on right now to look back like at 50 years ago mm. of activism and sort of see how potentially how not much has changed but also how long it takes yeah. to do anything so there in that tv show it's about um the Equal Rights Act um, bill for um, women, mm. and it takes over 10 years for them. In fact, I don't even think, I was reading afterwards, like, there's some bit at the end, they don't even get it passed, like, it's still not done now, like, three states have only just passed it in recent years, they never actually got it fully passed, which is ridiculous. Yeah, because yeah, it's interesting, because you think, when you think of the way we live our lives, it is different, obviously, to... Yeah how they were living there, but then when there's, like, fundamental things not put in place for yeah. women, that's so strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one. And also, but. when you think... I don't know if you've seen the US presidential um, nominee thing at the moment, but I've Joe seen, Biden... Yeah. Just, yeah. So she's called Kamala Harris or something, the, the nominee for his vice president, but she's only the fourth woman to be on a presidential ticket in america yeah that's crazy isn't it Mm. but i i don't fully understand their whole system for yeah politics in general like do they have a cabinet or not like yeah um it won't just end up being biden and what she called this no no no. they have so you have like your secretary of defense and all that kind of stuff so Yeah. yeah they have a cabinet but it's the way their laws are passed is you have, like, Congress and the House 
of representatives and all these other things, which I don't really understand. I should know this from Hamilton, but I don't. I only <laughs> I know all the raps, but I don't know any of the <laughs> stuff. But. None of the knowledge went in. All the music, <laughs> yeah. none of the knowledge. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I've only seen... So this Miss America, Mrs. America even, is it... Because mm. the first one I watched was the main lady, what she called? Uh Phyllis Schlafly. Phyllis Schlafly. Can't believe that... you just made me say that. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the, it off though. <laughs> the first episode was based around her, wasn't it? And then the yeah. second one was Gloria. Does yeah, it Gloria do Steinem. like different characters each time or not? Yeah, so apart from the last two episodes, so it's more collective, but yeah. yeah, every other episode is about a specific woman and and all the things that they sort of go through. But it's interesting because you think that Kate Blanchett's character, because she's trying to get, like, run to be... Is it a senator at the beginning? I can't actually remember, but then she wants to be a lawyer and stuff. Mm. And you think that she's the feminist... No, she's not. She's actually... No, but she's a very likeable character, isn't she? Even from the two episodes I've watched, she's so, like... like I don't know, quick and stuff, isn't she? Even though yeah, some of the stuff she says is actually untrue. Yeah. Like, she's very... Like, a politician you, yeah, can exactly. lie through her teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can't not like her because she's so smooth and stuff. I think yeah. that's... A, it's interesting just to... You will definitely not like her as time goes on. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those ones that it's been a while since I've watched anything mm. where I've got proper, like, like you feel it in, like, your bones, how angry you are. <laughs> yeah. Or how, like, I remember after the end just sitting there and just staring off into space for a bit and just being like all emotional and thinking I was like like a little tear came down and I was like not another cage oh my god <laughs> it got me real reflective no but that's amazing that tv can move you like that isn't it yeah god love I a good th- bit of tv mm, and bit film of, mm. <laughs> uh, oh um. my headphones just came on sorry <laughs> that reminds me when you just said that you know on um, Sharon Van Etten's Every Time the Sun Comes Up. But again, <laughs> yeah. she goes, hee hee, my earphone just fell off. Kind of makes me cringe, but I'm also like, love you, Sharon. <laughs> Shout out to Sharon. <laughs> um, what have you been watching? Well, the only thing I can think of recently I watched, and this is like, I'm probably, what, 50 years, I can't do maths, late to the game, on Apocalypse Now. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I actually haven't seen it. <laughs> One it's of those ones very I famous, up, but... obviously. Yeah. It's on, it's on iPlayer, that's why we watched it. And I was like, this is so freaking good. <laughs> it's Well, first of all, it starts with, this is the end from The Doors, <laughs> which I was obsessed with in, like, year 11. Because Super I thought cool. Because it was, <laughs> it was like, 70s rock, am I right? Um, <laughs> but I just never have seen a war film portrayed like that. And the fact that... It was so. Cl- it must have only been about ten years between this film being made and the Vietnam War being on. It just doesn't seem a long time, and it's so yeah. just like it'll contrast like these amazing because it's France Ford Coppola. Is that what it's called? Francis so- Ford Coppola. I think that's it. That's what I was trying to say and didn't say at all um but yeah like there'll be these beautiful shots of vietnam because it's gorgeous and then there'll be this like disgusting destruction but then the soldiers will be having a laugh and then it's just like this juxtaposition after juxtaposition but then that is war is it not 
Mm-hmm. Like, it was amazing. I thought, chef's kiss, really. I'm going to watch it. You've sold it to me. Yeah, some, gonna... some films that are like, um, people rave about, you know, aren't as good as they say. Unpopular yes. opinion. But it's true, isn't it? Like, people like big stuff up and like... Space oh. Odyssey, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the last 20 yeah. minutes of Space Odyssey, I was like, that saved it. But as a whole, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to die throughout. Yeah. <laughs> really, really wanted to like it. Yeah, we love your aesthetic, Kubrick. Really yeah. do. Liked what you were going for, but hell was it long. Yeah. <laughs> so long. <laughs> but yeah, would definitely recommend that film super good nice thank you for the review emma i'm so articulate am i not <laughs> um also i wanted i mentioned this book to you didn't i um i've just started reading such a young age oh yeah and you've got to read it i'm like i'm only partly through but i have never read a book where the opening chapter is just blew my mind like this one it starts off with drama and like real especially for a white person uncomfortable drama like that you have to sit with and be like is this happening in a world that I'm like complicit with sort of thing and it is and yeah it packs a punch it's such a good book and but really like entertaining and easy to read but also heavy at the same time so would recommend what was that called again at such a young age, I want to say Kelly Reed. Might not be right, but maybe <laughs> it is. Um, do I have anything else to share? Oh, do you know what I do have to share? I put this what? on my story. Excuse me, my, my Apple Watch is Emma's about off. to plug her Instagram right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Don't follow me on Instagram. There's nothing of worth on there. Um, that is not true. My dad... Um, just was sometimes me and Carl sit in the front room and we'll just listen to random songs. And he put on this song, and it's just like this, like absolutely dutty. I'm gonna use that word right now. Um, <laughs> '90s rave song called Ebenezer Good. Oh my god! It's just like I listen to it all the time now. Feeling a bit low, <laughs> need a bit of an energy pump up. Ebenezer Good. It's just like do 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 do. Oh, amazing. And Carl likes that? Well, I think he appreciates it for what it is. Hmm. Rave music. So no, he doesn't like it. It's he, he put it on and he said, Tracy, my mum Tracy, she was like, he was like, this is Tracy's favourite song. It's not. That was like a dad joke. But she came in and she was like, oh yes, I do know this one. <laughs> but, Back in the 90s raving days, Tracy's oh, yeah, like... My parents were massive ravers, obviously. But I think I need a good on the rabbit hole of 90s rave tunes, basically, mm. is what I learned from that, because I'm into it. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> Anything else to share, Mizzy? Um, no? Shall I we? Ju- I just vomited out everything that was in my brain. Now it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing well, left. Well, I have bought, I've just bought, like, my a collection of second wave feminist books now after watching Mrs. Mm. America. So mm. I've just bought all of Gloria Steinem's books, basically. Yeah. So about to become massive, like, feminism. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just did the piece. That I did <laughs> also, another recommendation if, like, about second wave feminism would be, and you haven't watched this, Mizzy, and I always recommend this to you, is The Good Girls Revolt on Prime. Oh, yeah. 
really good. It, because it sort of puts second wave feminism in a really small, well, not a small setting, but within a setting. So you see it sort of, I don't know, play out as if it's maybe like a family or something. It's on a more small scale, but it's also a really big thing at the same time, if that makes any sense. It's yeah. in a newspaper and basically the... Um, women who work there can only be editors or researchers and they want to change that and again second wave feminism so it's set like 69 to 70s and really cool music great cast and yeah I think it's interesting and I love anything set in a newsroom as well so yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> it's a win-win from me on that love one a good bit of journalism oh, I love anything set in a newsroom and also if there's corruption within the newsroom... Mm. Investigative Ooh. journalism, am I right? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> but yeah. Right. What we're talking about today. Performative activism and cancel culture. Da, 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 da. That was a little... Mm. Um, jingle. Jingle. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, right. yeah. I, I think this is something that has really come to light since there has been so many very um I don't, prominent issues yes in the world that yeah and like social issues and yeah yeah basically like i think maybe and it's a weird thing to talk about because you don't want to detract and this is part of it from the actual issues that have happened yeah but I think it is a topic unto itself and a thing unto itself. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. Um, shall we say kind of what we think about yes. cancel culture and the such? Yeah. <laughs> you go so, personally, I don't like cancel culture. I think that it's... This is when it becomes hard to, like, you can't find the words to articulate what yeah. you mean. And this is um, interesting as well. <laughs> I think it talking about cancel culture just sort of reiterates the idea of why it's so uh, sort of detrimental because you can't even find the words to sort of describe why you're not agreeing with it because you don't want to, tr- like, tread on... I think, basically, it's it undermines the idea of redemption and learning anything Mm. if you tell somebody that you've done something wrong that's it there's nothing you can do about that kind of thing we don't want to hear from you ever again then you don't actually progress in any way as a society because you don't you just have people then continue to believe the bad thing that they believe and they haven't learned anything yeah whereas you what you should be encouraging you should be able to listen to people with different opinions and things that are wrong and try and educate them, but you can't You can't just be like, no, that's it, I'm not listening to you. I'm just going to listen to the people that tell me what I want to hear because nothing moves forward from that yeah. point. Yeah, it's definitely like preaching to the choir yeah. when that ends up. But I always think this as well. I'm like, obviously, some things are outrightly wrong, aren't they? Like, yeah. I'm going to use a very severe term. Not term, but example here. For example, Hitler. Yes. 
like not good no oh. redemption there yeah and you would have thought that like people as a whole can sort of suss out the difference between that and someone maybe miscommunicating what they were trying to say or not fully understanding maybe that something isn't appropriate to say mm. versus being actually an evil person. Yeah. Because everybody's ignorant to yeah. an extent. That's part of the human condition is that you don't know everything and to assume that you know better anyway is kind of not right in itself. But yeah. Like, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Obviously the Hitler thing. But you know what I mean? Like, you would have thought as as a whole, we should be able to work out, yeah, some people maybe should be cancelled when it comes to this, like, whole other degree. But as a whole, the people who are getting a lot of backlash, cancelling, whatever, it's more often than not a slip of a tongue, the tongue, a tongue, (laughs) whose tongue? Um, (laughs) Or... Yeah, like a lack of understanding. Or just not writing something as eloquently as you potentially hoped to. Or yeah. yeah. Which is almost everyone all the time because... Yeah. You know, like especially when you're like, people are tweeting and stuff like that. Like, And I'm not saying that some tweets aren't bad because there have been some bad tweets circulating. Yeah. But most people don't edit, re-edit, think about this, that and the other when they tweet. They just type it and go. And sometimes it's not great. But I don't know. I think there's definitely an area to maybe call out people. But For sure, yeah. But, but then I think... I think that needs to be careful as well because if everything gets called out, and I don't know, it's a fine line, isn't it? Well, it becomes kind of the issue of freedom of speech as well, mm. in a way, because it's like if you tell, you say that you can't, you can't say that, then it undermines the whole. Again, finding it difficult. I don't really know how to say it, but freedom of speech is important, and people seem yeah. to, at the moment, be trying to make out like it isn't because people think when you say that, that what you're saying is, you're allowing like like things like racial slurs or whatever which obviously not good (laughs) don't think that should happen but just because you tell somebody not to say it doesn't mean they're not going to say it behind closed doors yeah just because they haven't it doesn't change the problem so all it does is it makes people it, it makes people try and find support for whatever they're saying in a way that you don't know about so actually it probably instigates more prejudice and discrimination than it stops it because all you do is sort of say I'm not listening to you so then they go find somebody who will listen to them and also feels like they're being shut up and then that kind of grows bigger in itself so it doesn't address the problem you're sort of taking a voice from one platform maybe Hmm. but that can shift elsewhere can't it quite easily yeah um i was gonna say about nick cave yeah so is that (laughs) our good friend nick cave um good friend obviously um yeah 
<laughs> just put on his red hand files because someone had asked about cancel culture and he he's such like a massive babe isn't he if I was going <laughs> to describe it in any way he just writes like a so eloquently I wonder how he speaks because his writing is just like poetry yeah it's like liquid gold yeah get that strung around my neck his <laughs> words but he I thought what was really like important from what he said is like this idea of progression is being halted by or could be by cancel culture because it is sort of almost like drawing a box isn't it saying this Mm. is what you should say this is what you shouldn't and then there's all these other ideas and ways of thinking and new things that could be that live outside of what has been drawn yeah and yeah, and when people start to fear everything they say, it will grind things to a halt, won't it? Because... Well, when people start to get scared about stuff, that's usually when they get bad opinions about things too. Mm. So it actually usually, like what I was saying, it it probably makes the situation worse because it drives them more deeply into that opinion you're trying to shut them up about. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't like make them want to listen to you yeah because if somebody so like if you put it down to just like having an argument with like your brother or something over it could literally be anything and they're just sat there going no shut up you're cancelled i'm not listening to you you're cancelled i'm not listening to that you. is like talking not... to my brother <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't quite use the word cancel but he'll just hit me with a no yeah I'm it's like... childish it, it's pathetic <laughs> and you can't no, no problems are ever going to be solved by not talking yeah <laughs> i think there's something been lost in discussion where it becomes people so set in a way that like a discussion should be something that's like maybe backed up with something you found or not just your own voice things you've learned about it and uh, like examples and I don't know, it just feels like people are just shouting what they think, have heard, instead of sort of investigating it a bit more. If you are really interested in something, you would have thought you'd be happy to have a debate that really maybe debunks what you already thought or puts you down a different path or makes you think a bit further about something instead of just blindly arguing something and i'm not saying some people's views aren't right because they probably are but i think having space to learn around what you already know is always good isn't it yeah also if you want somebody else to understand your point of view you kind of have to be able to understand theirs yeah like it's a two-way thing and and if you really want to change people's minds about something then you need to you need to understand where the opposite opinion comes from, otherwise you don't actually understand the subject matter yeah. properly. Because there is a reason that there is two sides. Like It's not like mm. yours exists in isolation. There, there's a reason there's both. So if you want to negotiate that, you have to be able to, to speak. Literally, communication is key for everything. <laughs> Marriage breakdown, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just Friendship made me breakdown, yeah. Of, um, <laughs> All the breakdowns. When, like, at school you would do a, say, persuasive argument essay. 
mm. as you do, it would always be that you would go from one side of the argument to the other and then land on where you fell in it. It would be an exploration of both, both sides. sides. Which... Which doesn't mean you have to agree with the yeah, other side. Of course it doesn't. But it I just think, means you have to understand where yeah. it came from. So somewhere along the lines, that has been lost, lost somewhere. Because I, I remember doing that at school. Yeah. And you'd think, you'd, you'd go into... But like, should we wear school uniforms? Shouldn't we? Let's think. Pros, cons. And then at the end <laughs> you'd go, what do I think? Mm. Yes, I understand both sides, but I'm for yeah. school uniform. <laughs> <laughs> me on I twitter think... i am for school uniform <laughs> <laughs> with the nick Cave thing as well i think it's quite i really like the way he so basically for anybody who doesn't know what it is he has this blog called the red hand files and it goes he, straight into your inbox yeah, which i think is beautiful yeah so you just not like you have to think to look at it it just pops yeah. up and you're like oh all nick blog Cave. posts should come through definitely inboxes that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on, Lucy. <laughs> um, so basically people just send him in questions. And sometimes he just answers one, or sometimes he answers a few when he thinks they kind of link together. So with this one... Yeah, that was quite interesting, I thought, actually. Because yeah. me, my young 21-year-old brain, didn't even think of that, and he's so wise and was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Them together. The two questions were, what the first one was, what is mercy for you? And the second one was, what do you think of cancel, cancel culture? And so he then basically gets his answer up based on both of those things because mercy ties into the whole cancel culture thing as in it's a lack of mercy when you do mm. that. And that's like a fundamental human value Mm. is our compassion, empathy, mercy, all those things. And where most of the people who are enforcing this cancel culture thing, they are they think they're coming from a place of wanting a better world. So you can understand where it kind of gets lost in it. It's not bad intentions. Yeah, like, I think that's it, important as well. It's not... Yeah. We're not overtly negative about the people behind it, I think just some of their passion is misplaced. Yeah, and a lack of understanding of what it actually, the consequences of it. Because, mm. sure, like, if you're doing it because you want to stop people being racist or being sexist or being prejudiced in some form or whatever, of course it's coming from a good place. Yeah, and you understand an awesome you cause. Don't, yeah, we support that. <laughs> we love that. Um, <laughs> big fan of that. Um, but I think because... Uh, do my mind seeing that spiral thing where I <laughs> forget everything. Yeah, so, so so the intention of it is well-meaning, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So Is that Madonna? <laughs> I mean, um, it is. <laughs> I, I feel like she quoted someone else, but, you know, I know it is Madonna. You feel like, yeah. <laughs> um, this is the other thing. Literally, I, I'm trying to think about this as a topic and I can't even completely think of everything I want to say and I sort of know it but that is a prime example of when people say things they don't always mean what they say yeah. or they don't say it right and that's so normal and you can't mm. get rid you can't eradicate that in hu be a human being that's part yeah. of what it is I think the expectation for everything to be 
perfectly articulated and just perfection generally in people's outward um, persona. I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly, but it's too much. That's not how people are at all. Like, an apology every once in a while from people is should be expected like people are gonna say stuff wrong and that's that is to be human i should say yes so here's to being wrong (laughs) (laughs) it was interesting as well to see i don't know if you saw this it was maybe like a month ago now or a few weeks ago there was a load of, like, famous people sign this open letter about cancel culture. So, like, J.K. Rowling sign it. And oh, no, yeah. do one J.K. there. Yeah, not a big fan of J.K. Rowling. But, um, and Noam Chomsky, the, um, um, the yeah. linguistics guy, big philosopher person. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I do, because they honour <laughs> Captain Fantastic, yeah. they have a day for him, don't they? Yeah, yeah, Chomsky Day. <laughs> we should all yeah. have a Chomsky Day, honestly. But um, but then lots of people signed it, mm. and then it came out on Twitter, you know, the platform for cancel culture. And I actually don't have Twitter. All I do is, like, see it on Instagram. Well, it, if you think it's bad on Instagram, yeah, <laughs> damn. I'm, but, I'm sheltered. Yes. Um, but then it came out, and then loads of people who signed it retracted it because people cancelled them for signing the, the, the anti-cancel culture thing. I'm not being And free. then they retracted it. Mm. And I was like, that is exactly the issue of point. Yeah. I was like... Thing is, Twitter though is like people think everyone on the in the world is on Twitter, and they're not. No, <laughs> I mean you're not. So. Yeah, so <laughs> those people cancelling you actually isn't everyone mm. at all. You're not yeah. actually cancelled. Yeah, if you just sort of like, <laughs> it's also like a daily issue thing. Like the next day, people don't remember about it because it's so much issues based things that go on mm. is that that would be yesterday's news anyway if they but I just don't understand like the kind of if you if you've gone to the length that you've signed an open letter about something mm. you must no, understand the issue itself and then to have the response of precisely what you were like signing against and yeah. then to be like right yeah no I'm gonna retreat about that and apologize you just it makes no sense to yeah. me oh. <laughs> well there you go but then you can understand then that's like the culture of fear that it creates yeah and I think that's where the misunderstanding comes because people listening to this might be like no it's good that they feel scared about that they should feel scared about what they're gonna say yes you should in terms of, like, being worried about not saying something deeply inappropriate. Mm. But unless you actually believe deeply inappropriate things, you shouldn't be worried about saying it because yeah. you're not deeply inappropriate as a person, you know? And yeah. You should be careful with your words, of course, of course, but you don't need to be, like, you shouldn't, be frightened to express your opinion ever, yeah i don't think yeah <laughs> but, 
I think it's also it's interesting how it's like affected things like and I don't actually know exactly what episode, but one episode of Forty Towers was taken down because mm-hmm. something to do with German and English in the war, I think. However, and I actually haven't seen the episode, so I might be completely wrong. So please cancel me if so. <laughs> um, but the thing about like a lot of the comedy and stuff is that it's. Um, what is the word I'm looking for now? It's a genre of comedy. Um, Slapstick. Satirical comedy. The word had just gone. Like, stuff like that is going to be lurky offensive because it's satirical and it's... It's kind of the point. Yeah. And when things like that begin to be misinterpreted or decided they're offensive, like, where do you draw the line? Because the point of stuff like that is in a lot of cases, is actually almost a protest against it. Yeah. It's, it's making light of of the issue in itself in a way that makes kind of people understand the actual problem by coming at it from the perspective of taking the piss out of it. Yeah. And it, that, like, that's really scary in the fact that, like, art could end up being affected. Censored. But, yeah. When throughout history it's been the thing that's pushed the boundaries it's made people question stuff etc like there's an yeah. episode of father ted when i don't know if you've seen it They've, no it's i'm gonna say it's funny honestly basically <laughs> father ted there's like a black strip on the window and he walks up and it looks like he's got a hitler mustache and he waves at someone and it looks like he's doing a Heil Hitler thing. He's not, obviously. The point is that is so offensive, but the fact that that is done just proves the... Like, is an iteration of the fact that Hitler was an awful, awful person. It's not... Like, that is a form... It's not in support of... No, it is literally... (laughs) It's a form of protest in the form of comedy. Yeah. And... When people are good, if people, I don't know if, I, I just would hate to see like stuff like satirical humour yeah. die because people are scared of making jokes about, about stuff that like that. Is that kind of stuff reaches the masses more than mm. things like Twitter and stuff do? Yeah. But it's like you said about people on Twitter think everybody's on Twitter, but they're not. And it's usually just a certain, it's like our generation maybe the generation above and maybe the generation below but there's a lot even in those there's a lot that aren't but things like art so mm. or like comedy tv shows yeah everybody watches those yeah they just it, maybe not all the same one but that those kind of stuff that form of entertainment everybody watches them at some point in their life mm. and it's a good kind of way of getting those messages through and if you lose that then in a way, those things are people's educational points. I mean, yeah. You might not agree with that as being a thing, but that's a lot of the ways how people learn about things. It yeah. just is. So if you take that away, then actually you're probably going to create worse problems because people, there's going to be more ignorance. Yeah, if, if it becomes the only way people can learn is through this perfectly articulated... I don't know, like, form of education. Yeah. People I mean, aren't going to know stuff. Yeah, also, <laughs> I, I, love, I love education, you know, <laughs> but learning. do I want to read 
do I ever just wake up and think, God, can't wait to read that 2,000-word essay on blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. I think, oh, I'm going to go and watch this thing on Netflix for 20 minutes. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter how academic you are, you still, everybody learns, not just through academia, you learn through entertainment and yeah. just life stuff. And that also, more, it's more passive learning, sure, but it still is. And, yeah. But it's also more fun, honestly. And <laughs> life is about having fun. So. <laughs> um, I think also this, like, well, we mentioned this at the start, sort of leads on to performative activism. Yeah. Doesn't it? And this, re- I was, um, I follow Grace Beverly, Grace Fit on um, yeah. Instagram, business moguls, fitness gal. And <laughs> she um, has been very vocal about, well, she is very vocal about lots of issues and, um, is always really thoughtful and succinct in the way she shares things. Um, but she, she didn't straight away put anything on about Wiley's tweets. And she got absolutely slated for it and came back and sort of said, like, I've literally just woken up. I didn't know this was going on. So I haven't posted about it. But I'm yet to find out enough about it to post anything helpful to you. And then after she posted, she was like, now I have posted something, but it feels like an empty gesture because I'm being, people are expecting me to always be on it when really sort of it needs to be more thoughtful than that. And I just thought it was, it's interesting because I don't, like, obviously spreading the message is important and I think that is helpful for causes, but there becomes this point where it's, reactionary yeah is it and i think there's a sort of difference isn't there between helpful content and being content for the sake of showing people that you're you're doing it yeah and also like even in the sense of you're having empathy with a cause like an emotional reaction to a cause which is fair enough and it's really like that is great and it's that's how humans should react but if that's everywhere on social media, does that dilute it? Would it be more useful if people just posted helpful things? Yeah. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong with this. I think it's really like... I, what what I wrote down is, I've had to think about this, mm. that there's, there isn't an etiquette for these type of things on social media, nor do I think there should be. Mm. But no one really knows how to properly react to something they've seen what is most helpful should they show the emotional side if someone was to just post a like sorry this has happened is that okay or is it better if they post like a graphic of helpful ways you can help out there isn't really a right or wrong answer to it and no it's because that you can understand like somebody posting something even and you might look at it and be like they're just doing that because they want everybody to know that they're doing it but that's not necessarily bad in itself because i guess you're like well at least they've done something but then it also it is bad in some ways because it's like if they've just done that for people's perception of them and not because they've thought anything about the issue again, you're back to the same problem of mm. that doesn't solve the issue. 
Yeah. And it doesn't solve ignorance. The problem that you've got is ignorance and none of those things solve it. No. And everybody seems to think that it does and it doesn't. And then they wonder why you still continue to have the problem. And yeah. it's because actual, you don't, nothing is ever solved by being reactionary. It just, you have to, it's solved by thought. And yeah. you can't, if you don't have time to think about it, it's not going to be solved. Yeah. It, so, yeah. <laughs> but, the, uh, yeah, I, it's, re- it's a hard line to turn because there are some things that I hadn't actually known about more recently because I think the news as of recently has become a shit show, basically. <laughs> um, I feel like it's very hard to get, especially global news from quote-unquote reputable news sources but that's another story um so there's a lot of things i've literally found out through instagram so in that sense it is useful to circulate the word yeah but yeah yeah i just i think it's a really tricky line to turn but i think there is an issue in the fact that when people expect other people to purse something it dilutes it doesn't it yeah, and I also think that even if you shared something that had, like, sources of finding out more information or things you can help, the percentage of people who probably actually follow that is going to be far less than what you would probably hope it is. Mm. And so in many ways you'll sort of think, oh, well, I'm this is you don't know what to do, so you're like, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to post about this. Because I'm not, you know, most of these things you're like, I don't know individually how I'm going to solve that as a problem. I just want to say that I don't agree with it. Mm. Fair enough. But then when it comes to that sort of like arrogance of being like the reason why people then go, oh, you haven't posted about that. Does that mean you don't, that you agree with it? And you're like, well, no, I just, you you might not post about it because you're like, what does it do? Yeah. And that's where the issue lies, is that I think people think that they're doing something. And I understand it, because it's like, you don't really know what else to do. But actually, the effect of that isn't probably that great. Like, it doesn't actually do anything, because I know, I mean, I care about issues, but I know I'll go through my Instagram story and I'll flick through. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm going to click on every single one that comes yeah. up. Nobody has the time to do that anyway. And or the probably the mental focus to do it, mm. to be honest. And social media kind of doesn't help with those things because it creates a very, like, a lack of focus in people anyway. Mm. It makes you sort of very switched off to, to um, learning about things, really. So I think the issue kind of always it just comes back to social media in itself as the problem. I think mm. it's good. It has its pros, of course, of being like quick, instant way of getting word out and creating a sort of, even if it's just an illusion of a movement, because mm. sometimes that creates momentum and it creates hope. And I think with the Black Lives Matter thing, that was quite important. Yeah, with the Black Lives Matter thing, whilst there was definite sort of like, like performative activism things like the black square thing where you like didn't know whether to do it or to do it you didn't know how helpful it would be but then you also didn't want to not do it because you wanted to be helpful but Mm. it's just but really 
I think everybody ended up acknowledging that whilst it's a gesture and that's good, it's still an empty gesture because it doesn't mm. do anything. And that, I think that's the realisation that people need to come to about it is that, yeah, things you post on social media is a good gesture, but it's still an empty gesture. Like that's, yeah. and they can, ex- the, that coexists. Like you're doing a good thing, but you're also not doing anything. And like, that's also fine in a way, mm. because it's like, if you don't know what to do, there isn't much to tell you what to do, really, other than I really do think that all the best thing you can ever do in those things is talk to people. Yeah. Talk to people around you. It doesn't need to be on social media, and you don't need people to... If somebody tells you you're a bad person because you haven't put something on social media, ignore it, because they don't know that you're not talking to people in your life. I think it's a shame as well that that's even a comment really made, because in the end... um, you saying you haven't or not you but someone saying um you haven't posted on social media is creating a whole other issue away from the original yeah thing and detracts from the problem that's always like the main where the main emphasis should be because even this conversation is a conversation around how the about something that is detracting from a a bigger mm. picture. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, we haven't actually spoken about the actual issues themselves because yeah. you sort of have to battle through the issue of talking about the issues. <laughs> yeah. And it often it is like... Because there is a lot of, like, white privileged people who are these, like, social media um, influence, whatever, who are then become the forefront of a different issue... And it becomes about them, becomes about, like, we're white girls talking about this. Yeah. And, you know, we sit with all this privilege and this is a discussion we're having that about how, <laughs> like, what to do on social yeah. media when there's these actual issues like Black Lives Matter about the anti-Semitism. Yeah. And other things. <laughs> I, I hate listing yeah. issues as well because I'm like... There's a lot going on that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds awful at the same... I feel like but I'm sound really wishy-washy right now. But this is where the, the thing lies, because it's like, what we're doing here is we're, tra- we're trying to understand things. Mm. And that's the best you can ask from people. Yeah. Because that is really... If you're not trying to understand something, then nothing changes. And whilst, yeah, we can acknowledge that, we're in a quite a privileged position to be able to be doing that and it not be affecting us mm. of course sure Good, like no arguments there yeah but it's also like what do you want what like tell what else do you want me to do because I'm trying to think of what the other things that you can do and yeah there I doesn't think... seem to be any there's no path there's no like instruction book there isn't a set way to do it so i think you have to sort of go with what you think is the right way yeah and i think that's trying to understand it yeah often trying to understand talk to people learn more about an issue yeah and then when you can figure out a way to maybe take action on something fine yeah yeah i don't think you should do that as a reactionary thing sometimes There are, like, points when things get to a boiling point. Mm. And then, yeah, it's sort of like a split 
second decision of doing things, but that obviously depends on the situation and those times will come but that isn't every day (laughs) it just isn't so yeah (laughs) I think there we've come to no real conclusion but I think that's the point of this discussion maybe (laughs) nothing there isn't like a beginning and an end of everything and a right and a wrong it all sort of lies in in the in the in-between. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> you've got to just basically do what you think is right. And if you are fundamentally a good person, which I'm trying to be, I presume yeah. you're trying to be. Oh, this is a side note that's a whole tangent, but I did one of those little Instagram things where it, like, filter, and it was telling me which Harry Potter character I am. <laughs> And I got Voldemort. Yeah, so on this Instagram story, I was Voldemort. So that's just as much as I'm trying to be a good person, basically, at my crux. I might be Voldemort. Well, if Instagram told you it, then (laughs) you must be. But what I was trying to say is I try to be a good person, whether I am Voldemort or not. It's undecided. (laughs) So whenever. I don't but know. I think whenever actually, stuff... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it, that's quite a good example of things because it's sort of like... It's not like Voldemort categorically evil, right? Yeah. It's not like you don't sort of understand, though, where where it came from, wh- why you made those decisions. Don't agree with them. Mm. Can see where it came from. That's what you sort of like need to understand about people is that there are bad things in everybody that they try and not like what's the word you you suppress those bad things because you know they're bad or whatever but sometimes you don't realize that they're happening you don't realize it's coming out or whatever or and that's usually because you're just ignorant to it Mm -hmm. so if you looked at everybody like they were a perfect thing would you look at yourself like you had the perfect completely together version of things no No. thank you for putting that in the context of Voldemort (laughs) it's like if you look at yourself like Mm. people are very quick to criticize like the physical features of themselves or whatever but you feel like that about like the inside things yeah well at least I do yeah same (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah I think as if people just like realize that there's you know as much as you might have good intentions there's always going to be points where you're maybe a bit shitty or whatever and the wrong thing comes out or you don't go about things exactly the right way I think as long as you're happy to learn from those that's very important and yeah everybody has the capacity to be selfish mm like massively so it's sort of you know I don't know (laughs) you know I don't know there you go good good synopsis the people that would be like first to do the cancel culture thing would probably also be the people who would put on twitter oh nobody's perfect and that's what life is about yeah and then like you don't it's very contradictory what you're saying yeah definitely I think. But also, yeah, it's so sometimes people do bad things and they need to be reprimanded for it, of course. 
I think there is definitely a place for like um, calling people out sort of thing. I think um, what's she called? Jamil. Jamila. Jamil. Yes. <laughs> Does it quite well. Yeah. With I Wei, I think that's like an important thing too. But she does it in a way that sort of, really for me, since I followed that, question things that I don't always question, she sort of brings to light and says like, you know, and she doesn't do it in a way that brings down the people, although people try and write it that way. Yeah. She doesn't. She she really puts it on the message she's trying to um, show, which is like body, body positivity and not on the actual person because um, so, like so there's some things like with Kim Kardashian and stuff and it's never been like Kim's the issue it's been we need to shift the idea that this is normal etc yeah. and I, I think that's an important place but yeah done tactfully and but I right. also think that there's sort of like a kind of there's maybe like a messy way that she does that that's very normal to like how you would speak to your friends kind of thing mm. And I appreciate that much more than when you see, like, a celebrity statement that's very clearly been written, edited, re-edited, looked at by several different people to really sort of fine-tune yeah, how exactly you want something to come across. shuts and, the door on the conversation, and that's what they want, obviously. They want the issue resolved. But I think what she does really well is... Well, what, what she's pushing is a movement... And she's keeping that going. And I think a lot of people aren't maybe comfortable being kept in a conversation constantly because yeah. it does take some thought, some fighting, some being wrong, some being ridiculed. But if you do believe in something, that's part and parcel of it. Yeah. And it's not always going to be easy plain sailing and it's not going to be a shut door. Most things are continuous, and there's also the thing of a lot of problems. They usually all tie into the same thing, but mm. it's quite difficult to solve them all at the same time. Yeah, and that going back to the um, Mrs. America TV show, that yeah. was quite interesting to see in that how, like at the core of it, they were trying to fight for women's rights, mm. but then there was also the issue of it was black women's rights too, and yeah. gay women's rights too. Um, and they had to make decisions where they had to, sometimes they had to sacrifice some of those things for the other to get the the main the foundation of it yeah. out. And there's that problem too: is that sometimes you have to you as much as we'd all love to be able to solve all the problems at once. Yeah, it just doesn't work like that. And no, you're. You, it's sometimes better to to get to lay the foundation for something to then get the others later. Mm. And that's so frustrating. But Yeah. I think it is important to be aware of, like, how something looks in a wider sphere, but understand that probably to make the change, you have to focus on that mm. singular that's thing, politics, really. That's politics, unfortunately. That's politics, baby. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um... I've got work soon, so I think we're going to have to wrap this up. Okay. Sorry, guys. I know you want the podcast to forever and forever. ever. Never stop speaking, Emma and Mizzy. <laughs> no one ever. <laughs> right. Do you have any closing thoughts? All right. <laughs> um, I think all my thoughts are gone. <laughs> yeah. Basically just 
people sh- need to be more compassionate and understanding mm. and and act first with as Nick Cave would say with mercy and stuff rather than being reactionary and critical all the time yeah. be yeah. critical but be understanding yeah basically. I think um if anyone wants to chat about this at us on our socials oh my god chat. yeah yeah <laughs> my like only social media is instagram at emma's pixels yeah mine i probably use instagram too so at mizzy underscore <laughs> not quite oh as cool as yours <laughs> you can follow us if you want but like whatever. We, should, we don't have an instagram for the podcast we yeah maybe that, we'll so. make an instagram for the podcast because that would be quite fun i think and this is something i did want to say about like coming back into the podcast because i think we are going to a few more like um, I don't, uh, maybe divisive topics etc um, I think it's important for there to be a space for like um, us as young women to talk about stuff like this without being scared about the backlash and getting mm. things a little bit wrong so if we've been wrong I'm sorry please let us know I'll yeah. try be cooler and better um, <laughs> but I think that it's tied in well with the whole episode because I do think as young 20-something women, I want to be able to talk about issues, politics, etc., and not feel so scared that I'm always going to say something wrong or not always even know the answer, be okay to say, actually, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know about that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's really important. Yeah, Woo! I agree. For young women talking. <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely stop talking right now. Cause... Yeah, because that was awful. <laughs> apologies for that (laughs) right that's it for today's podcast we will see you in next week's podcast because it is going to become weekly now we have decided committed Um, to it now yeah Um, it was just practice before but now this is yeah this is a real freaking deal so (laughs) um yeah we'll talk to you next time goodbye bye